Amen, amen. What a beautiful time of worship. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I tell you, beautiful. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. Good morning to everyone. Good morning to uh, y'all have just loved me so good. Good morning to my family who's shown up, to my St. John family who came to support, and to my friends who came to support. God bless you all. Thank you. It means so much to see your faces. Thank you for supporting me in this. God's blessings and peace be with you. I greet you in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm honored to be here, and I pray the Lord will speak a word of life and hope through me while we're here together today. I thank you all for being here. I know you could have been anywhere else, but I am blessed by your presence, and uh, I'm just glad to see you. So let us go through the, to the throne of grace. Dear Lord, we come before you thanking you for your love and grace. We thank you for waking us up to a new day. Thank you for allowing the sun to shine upon our faces and greet us with a beautiful, glorious morning. Lord, we have had many days of trouble and grief, and so many of us, it was hard for us to get up this morning. It was hard to start this day. But Lord, please help us all to rejoice in the Lord and embrace the potential and the blessing of this new day. Lord, help this great church to do the work you have called us to do, to further the cause of Christ, blessing your people to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Let all the people of God say, amen. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For God's compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, hallelujah. The book of Lamentations it is a book of sorrow and grief. The author details the destruction of Judah after the fall of Jerusalem. See, Babylon had destroyed the city and left her deserted and, and bare. So the author gives an eyewitness account of the devastation. See, Lamentations does not identify the author. It doesn't tell us who wrote it, but many scholars attribute it to Jeremiah, our weeping prophet. But regardless of who wrote it, this book consists of five beautiful poems that fit together to tell the story of Jerusalem's fall. In the first two chapters, the author feels God has deserted Judah and allow Jerusalem to, to fall. And in these first two poems, the author seems to have lost all hope. War and famine had decimated Judah and brought Jerusalem to her knees. Now, when we get to chapter three, the author begins to tell us his story, the horrors he has witnessed. He is broken and hurting 
and wasting away from grief and hunger. He feels God has left him to die. But then, around verse 20, he has a flashback. He starts thinking about the good old days, the days when God was near to them. His soul begins to remember the true nature of Yahweh God. He realizes things could be so much worse. It is then when he writes the scripture that we read for today. In the midst of all of that, when he thought about the goodness of Jesus, of God, Yahweh God, he says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for God's compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your This is our really good news this morning. Our really good news is God is faithful. No matter what is devastating your life and causing you to waste away, let your soul remember we serve a faithful God. This scripture has such a great impact on many of our lives because Chisholm and uh, Runyon, they wrote a Oh, Christian hymn about it. What is the title of that hymn? Great is thy faithfulness. Yes, I'm one of those preachers like for you to talk back to me. Yes. <laughs> amen, amen. Great is thy faithfulness. This morning I'm going to share a bit of my own story. You might say it is my lamentations. But rest assured, although my first chapters are difficult and often sad, I have made it to my third chapter and my verse 20. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, great is God's faithfulness. <laughs> Lord unto me. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Yes, Lord. I am the Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Davis Gines, and sometimes I get a little excited. I, I hope y'all don't mind. <laughs> I was born and raised in Seneca, South Carolina. I was an active member of St. Matthew Missionary Baptist Church. Yeah, I'm one of them old Baptist girls. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so if the Baptists start coming out of me, y'all say, wait a minute, you're Methodist, you're Methodist, come back. <laughs> now, I'm the baby of 15 children. Yeah, a whole lot of mamas and daddies. I'm the daughter of a sharecropper, the great-granddaughter of a slave, and a living witness to the faithfulness of God. See, from the time I was knee-high to a duck, I was singing with my daddy from church to church. I loved church. I loved the music, and most of all, I loved my daddy, and I followed him everywhere. I followed him very closely, and I would walk right in his footsteps. I'd spread my feet, my legs wide, and I'd try to walk just in his steps. <laughs> I followed him to the fields. I followed him from the fields. And then one day I got hit in the head with his mallet. Uh-huh. It didn't knock any sense into me, but it really changed my daddy's life. 
See, I was walking and following him so closely and so intently and so quietly that he did not remember I was there. So when he took his mallet off his shoulder, boop, right in my forehead. Uh, as I said, that day changed my daddy. And I loved being in the presence of my father. I was determined to follow him, even if it killed me, and that day it almost did. <laughs> it was that day that my father came to the realization, he said, watch how you walk, JC. Watch how you walk. She's watching everything you do. And let me say that to you parents out here, as a living witness, watch how you walk. Watch how you walk, because those babies, they're watching everything you do. Now, I didn't know that walking in my father's footsteps would bring me face to face with a God and a calling that it has taken me years to accept. Twelve years old, I, I felt the Lord just tugging at my heart, so I was baptized. At 13 years old, by the time I was 13, I fully understood my baptism and accepted God's gift of salvation. God pulled me close to God's bosom and began to teach me the Holy Word. I loved reading the Bible because it came to life for me. I mean, it was like a motion picture in my mind. I mean, I was just right there in the middle of the action. I loved the Word of God. So God grew me in wisdom and knowledge far beyond my years. Oh, how I loved my Father. How I loved being in His presence, and I desired to follow, even unto death. But it was this year, at 13 years old, <clears throat> I found out my mother had a deadly disease. With a name I was not allowed to repeat, a shame I could not share, and a pain I could not carry alone. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And I did. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I believed as only a child could that my mother would be healed. At 15 years old, I was called to ministry. I was called to preach and teach. Like a blinking billboard, it was preach, teach, preach, teach, preach, teach. I acknowledged my call before the church with these words. I've been called to preach and teach. I will not preach from a pulpit, but I will preach by the life I live. I will teach young people everywhere I go. But God has not called me to pulpit ministry. Yep, go on laugh, because then God laughed. <laughs> Amid this, I found out my mother was dying from this horrible disease, whose name I could not speak, whose pain was unspeakable. I shook my fist at God. 
But soon I realized, just as James Weldon Johnson said, my arms were too short to box with God. Hmm. My mother called me to her bedside and she said, Jackie, it's not a time for crying, baby. It's a time for praying. So I fell on my knees, angry and broken. Though you slay me, yet will I serve you. Because I love you and I will follow you even if you do not heal her. But please, God, please heal her. A little white bird sung by my mother's window all night long. By the next afternoon, she was gone. They told me to get my pillow because I would be living with my sister from that point on. I lost my mother, my home, and life as I knew it in a blink of an eye. But the calling of the Lord is without repentance. So I became the children's Sunday school teacher. I didn't have any students. So I drove around the community and I picked up all the kids and I brought them to church. I taught the children and my daddy taught the adults. I never would have thought that following in my father's footsteps would be such a treacherous journey. I went on to college to earn an undergraduate and a master's degree. I even earned a PhD. See, no money, I was broke. <laughs> but I had a belief that God had his hands on me and angels were strategically placed to bless me because great is God's faithfulness. By the time I was 27 years old, I was Dr. Jacqueline Davis. And six months later, I added the guys. See, I was teaching at the university, still comfortably sitting in my ivory tower. It was a good thing. By 30, I was glad to be a new mommy. So glad that by 33, I was filled with joy again. <laughs> My, I tell you, that was a good life. Life was good until my nephew, who I called my first child, whom I loved dearly, he died. He died at home alone in South Carolina while the whole family was in Memphis, Tennessee with me. Ooh. Then God called me again. Jackie, Jackie, come down from there. The Lord called me out of the university into a homeless ministry I was to do for free for the next eight years of my life. And I said, no way, Lord, no way. You see, I am a new mother, a crazy man's wife, and you just took my nephew's life? Mm-mm. I don't have time to follow you this time. I almost lost my marriage, my mind, and my life. But love said, not so. Limping, I followed. 
It was a long, hard road. Little did I know that following in my father's footsteps would be such a difficult journey. At 33 years old, God called me again like a mighty rushing wind, and God wasn't kidding. Preach, teach, preach, teach. Lord, just let me sleep. Preach, teach, preach, teach. I got too much on my plate. Preach, teach, preach, teach. Lord, it's too late. Preach, teach, just let me wait until my kids are older and I am bolder. Trust and obey, there's no other way. Okay, okay, okay. I will preach, I will teach. Lord, just let me sleep. <laughs> My mama always said a hard head makes a soft behind. <laughs> and I'm still rubbing mine. When I was 45 years old in a span of six months, Death took 13 close family members and friends. It was then I finally came to know God always calls me close when I need the Lord the most. God never needed me, but God knew how much I needed God. Great is thy faithfulness. At 52 years old, I finally started seminary full-time. Okay, it took me a little while, but I got there. <laughs> I had grown in the Lord, and I finally trusted God with my whole life. And now I stand before you, 55 years old, bearing witness to the faithfulness of God. I've graduated with my Master of Divinity from Gammon Theological Seminary at the Interdenominational Theological Center in Atlanta, Georgia. I graduated with honors at the top of my class. I have been approved as a provisional elder appointed to this great church and will be commissioned in August. Now this is really good news. Yeah. Go on, hallelujah, hallelujah, this is really good news. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All that I need. All I have needed. God's hand world and culture, it is often difficult to focus on the faithfulness of God. Hmm. Everywhere you turn, there's something cruel and unusual being reported on the news, in the paper, online, at the grocery store. No matter where you go, you can't escape it. It seems just when you think things are about to get better, something more sinister than the last raises its ugly head. We feel surrounded by shootings and killings and COVID-19. It seems like death and dying is everywhere, and it's all we hear about these days. Now, in this day and time when the media and the world continually draw our attention and focus on the craziness of life, we find ourselves caught in a sea of anxiety and depression and anguish. 
Some may even begin to question the faithfulness of God. God, where are you? God, why are you not stopping this? God, why are you allowing this to happen? See, in this, uh, what have you done for me lately culture? We're always looking for our next fix instead of fixing our eyes on God. Hmm. When we live in a world with a canceled culture, we often forget the culture of Christ is grace. Hallelujah. When we live in a world plagued with an insurrection mentality, we often forget the resurrecting reality of Jesus Christ. This reality says, regardless of what is tearing you down, regardless of what is holding us down, God will raise us up. See, I'm a living witness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning. You don't have to worry about God changing up on you. Now changes not thy compassion. His compassions, they fail not. Oh, hallelujah. As thou hast been. Oh, hallelujah. Forever. Forever, God will be. See, unlike this fickle, fluctuating society we live in, our creator is steadfast. Now, this is really good news. God knows your name. And God loves you just as you are. Oh, hallelujah. Although we might refuse to follow the first time. And if you're like me, you know, you might not follow the second or the third. <laughs> But eventually we, we follow because God gives us second chances, mm. as many as we need. Yeah. And God never, 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 somebody say never, never gives up on us. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Because God is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. Summer. See, I don't know what season you're in, and I don't know what you're going through. But I do know that God can bring you out. God can change that thing. We just got to praise the Lord. To thy great faithfulness, mercy and love. See, this morning, I want us to focus on the true nature of God. I want us to release those things which are holding us captive. I want us to open ourselves to the unfailing love of God. The love of our heavenly parent It's here for us. Let us join with all nature in manifold witness of God's great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is God's faithfulness. I want this song to ring in your hearts and minds all week long. I want you, this to be your mantra. I want this to be your song. And once you take hold of it, I want you to call somebody else. Call them up and remind them of the faithfulness of God. Somebody needs to hear that. Somebody needs to know about the faithfulness of God. I want you to let them know you are a witness of the faithfulness of God. And most importantly, 
Most importantly, OUMC, God is still in the forgiving business. Oh, hallelujah. God is still pardoning sins. God is still changing lives. Hallelujah. God is still bringing peace and guidance and strength and hope and love. God is with us, Uruwa. God is with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is here. Strength for today. He'll give you the strength for today. And he'll give you that hope for tomorrow. Because God has plans for you. Great is thy faithfulness. God bless you.